0: All right, I am sitting here with the amazing Lydia Davis, which she has been here at our school at the Paul Mitchell School of Michigan doing some classes, and we're going to talk about that in a few moments, but I want to read Lydia's bio, and she's especially special to me because she's a graduate of (laughs) Paul Mitchell School of Michigan, March of 2009. She graduated. Hi, Lydia. Hello. So happy (laughs) to be here. It's so great to sit here with you. I found out she was going to be in my school. I messaged her and I said, please, 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 I have to interview you for this podcast. I've been dying to interview her. I know that this podcast is going to be called Be Passionate. Because Lydia is probably one of the most passionate people that you'll ever meet. And you'll, even though you can't see her, you're going to feel her when she speaks here in a few moments. So I'm excited. But here's her bio. I just want to read this real quick. She's the founder and owner of Expression uh, Extension Kits education program training center and salon she owns two salons in miami florida she's an educator in every area of cosmetology and specializes in hair extension application and removal she created this hair extension curriculum and toolkit namely the express extension kit which she uses to train and certify everyone from cosmetology students to licensed professionals thus adding value to their present and future careers. She strongly believes that anything is possible with proper focus and positive <laughs> energy. And I love that you have that in your bio because focus and energy, I 100% agree. Like those are habits of highly effective people. Yeah. And that's you. Tell us, what? how did you get to this place, first of all. Where did this come from? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So how did I get
1: here? Well, when I first started beauty school, a lot of people don't even know my whole story, but I was um, depressed. I ended up losing a baby. And my husband at the time, he actually pointed out the Palm Beach School because we lived down the street from here. And he was like, Lydia, you have to get out of this house. You're depressed. You need something to do. My goal was to be a housewife and mm-hmm. take care of the home, have mm-hmm. ton of babies, and when I lost my son, I didn't have any focus, I didn't have any energy, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't know what to do. So I ended up coming to Paul Mitchell the school, and Monica, she was so happy and just full of energy and she gave me the tour and that day when I felt her energy and her happiness I knew I had to be here Mm. um, because I was such in a dark place so no one knew my story when I came to school it was my little secret I didn't know anybody here so I wasn't reminded of the the stress and the depression that I was going through no one knew that I lost the baby so I hid it and I was able to recreate myself changed my focus, changed my energy, and I put 100% of myself into um, being the best that I could be to live, not only for me, but for my deceased son. So when I came here, my focus and my energy was already, um, I was already driven to live for the life that I lost. So I was living for two. When they say, you eat for two when you're pregnant, when he passed away, I felt like I had to live for two. So um, I was determined to be great and to do something with the education that I got from here, from my learning leaders, from you. Um, I was able to really focus on what I needed to do to get where I wanted to be. Um, So when I finished school, I was so pumped. Like, I just knew Mm -hmm. I could do whatever it is I needed to do as long as I had life in my body and I was healthy. I knew I could accomplish anything, and I had... No fear because I've already been through the worst with losing my son. So I was just, um, I made sure I stayed focused and I made sure I kept that positive energy that the school instilled in me and
0: I just mm. kept it going. Wow. Okay, let's, let's back up here a little bit because <laughs> this podcast is called Untold Stories of Leadership Transformation. And, and obviously this is one of those untold stories. First of all, I just need to know, when did you initially start telling that story? Because you hit it. It was like that little secret that you had. Mm-hmm. When did
1: you start sharing it? When I became a learning leader. So I ended up moving okay. to Miami. I, I recreated myself with uh, my education from Palm Metro. When I moved to Miami again, no one knew me. Mm-hmm. So I was able to recreate myself of being the happy Lydia um, that I wanted to be. And so when I started working at the school, my future professionals... They would say, well, why did you move to Miami? And what brought you here? And then um, doing your mentorship, going under your mentorship, you was always um, just reinforcing to be transparent. That was mm-hmm. one word that always stuck with me when I used to do your um,
0: mastermind mastermind mm-hmm. groups. Yeah. Sharing
1: my story actually gave me hope and made me stronger because then I started connecting with other women who went through things. Actually, I just did a... Um, A call with one of my future professionals. I did a class in uh, God. I travel so much. Sometimes I forget where I'm at. But I did a class in Pennsylvania, and one of the girls there, she was pregnant. And before my Mm -hmm. classes, I do share my story about how I became um, Lydia, the new Lydia, and and traveling. Um, It was based on going through that struggle and finding what I need to do to find my happy. So when I end up creating this program and the whole education program, it was because my future professionals, they wanted to learn, but at the same time, I had to be transparent with them so I could connect to them so they would listen to what I'm trying to teach them to show them how I was able to go from the bottom to the top. So when I was in Pennsylvania, I was telling the students, I was like, you know, I'm here because I have to live for two. I feel like I have to live my dream, not only for me, but for my deceased son. I told them about the story about how I lost him and I was able to find my happy again. And then um, two weeks after that class, she called me, the pregnant girl that was in Pennsylvania, and she lost her baby. Mm. And she reached out to me and we prayed. I talked to her. And she was like, who would have known that the same thing that happened to you would have happened to me? And we, you know, she dropped out of school. I told her, don't stop. Keep going because, you know, what happens in our life, God has already wrote out our plan for us. We think we have all the answers. We do our vision board. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. But then something happens and you get right. knocked off. Yes. So the main thing is just keep going. So she ended up going back to school. She she contacted me when she graduated. So she finished beauty school, and she just wanted to thank me for being transparent. Wow. So through my story, I was able to help her. And yeah. that's more rewarding than anything. Yeah. When you can help. So
0: this, Okay. <laughs> we have to back up a little bit here because this is so, you, I wish you could see her face. Uh, this is so powerful. What year was this that you lost your baby, first of all? <laughs> it was actually 2009.
1: So 2009. Was, so and right I, before you started school. Yep, right, right before. It was March okay. March 3rd, and he died okay. March 7th. And I enrolled like March
0: 15th. Wow. It was okay. right away. Wow. And, and so you have two kids now. I do. Yep. <laughs> was this after the loss of your baby? I or had before. my son
1: in 2007. Okay. Then I lost Alex in 2009. Okay. Um, your son Alex, was he born and he then was born. Passed? Okay, mm-hmm. so what happened? I ended up having um, bacteria in my blood. The doctor mm-hmm. said it was from a strep throat, and the bacteria pushed the labor to come fast. So he was uh, a premature labor. Okay, I was 23 weeks. Okay, and he wasn't. His lungs wasn't strong enough for him to live on his own. So they tried everything, and he suffered. He ended up going into cardiac arrest, and he just died in the hospital. In the hospital. Okay, it was the worst. thing ever. But now, I mean, I'm surprised I'm saying this without breaking Mm -hmm. down, but I've Mm -hmm. shared my story so much where, again, it makes me stronger instead of being Mm. weak. So before, I couldn't even say these words to anyone. When I was in beauty school, um, I couldn't share. I think the only person I shared it with was uh, Twister. Yeah, she was the only person that knew, and we became really close. And then we started competing to get our mind yeah. off
0: of the, you know, off the, off the problems. Watching our graduates just grow like you have, and but more importantly, become the person that you are. And I love everything that you've accomplished, but I love more of who you've become. And I believe part of that came from your crisis. Yeah. and and just hearing that story, let's talk to the person right now that's going through a crisis that wants to quit. Because I'll tell you, across the nation, cosmetology schools, and and I know this is common in universities and colleges as well, is the drop rate in just the cosmetology schools is over 35%. So there's, meaning there's only 65% approximately that actually graduate from school, the rest quit. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, sitting down with our leaders, they'll tell you it's usually because of a crisis. So talk to that person that's going through a crisis How do you not quit? How do you keep going? Oh, man.
1: So when I went through this bad, tragic crisis, um, I wanted to quit. Mm -hmm. I was there like I'm done with life. Um, It was at the point where I was thinking about taking pills to just stay asleep. I just want to take a whole bottle of sleeping pills so I could just stay asleep. It's a nightmare I don't want to wake up from. Mm -hmm. You just let me rest. Um, So I didn't want to let it go. Sometimes when you go through bad things, I felt guilty if I was going to let go of the death of my son. I felt like if I forget about it, then I'm a bad mother. Or if I um, don't think about it, if I don't be, if I'm not miserable and crying, then people gonna think I didn't love him. So I wanted to stay in that deep place. I wanted to be left alone. I wanted to go under a rock and everybody feel sorry for me and let me be. And um, I realized that. I did have a son. I was married. Still am married. So my husband needed me. My family was very supportive. And that one crisis wasn't my whole life. It's one thing that happened to me, but it wasn't my whole life. My mother was there. Everybody prayed over me. Everybody was there for me. And they encouraged me to keep going. So um, when you are going through one pain, that's just one pain of many that we're going to have. You can't stop fighting through that one pain because guess what you may have another pain right around the corner Mm -hmm. but you can't stop fighting you have to keep fighting so when I became a future professional here and I saw the the driven professionals that was here and the learning leaders that was so encouraging and just the whole culture of building each other up I knew that I couldn't stop so just surround yourself with people that inspire you to keep going and you know I, I have a a a great team of people that surround me all the time that pray for me. Um, Lily, she's one of my assistants, and she's older, but she's a worker. You know, she's like like me she's ready to get up and go all the time and i be feeling bad like when we travel because she has you know she helped me with the suitcase and stuff. I'm like let me do it Lydia or let me get a man to help us like don't do it like no we can do it let's go let's go Mm -hmm. but the reason why I have her around me is because she prays for me yeah she keeps her Jesus music on Mm -hmm. she's always like encouraging me so Mm -hmm. when it's really about the people you have around you that's going to help you keep yeah. going because we are going to go through crisis. You can't escape yeah. it. But yeah. when you have somebody that's constantly pushing you and and you can watch them grow, you can see their their life um, going to the next level, that's what motivates me.
0: So, okay, talk to the person right now because this is so common, Lydia, that I'll see someone going through a crisis, but yet they continue to hang out with people mm-hmm. that are going through crises as well. <laughs> and we, we call it team vision where, you know, it's either they're a visionary, a fence-sitter, a resistor, okay? And really what it is, it's people that are fence-sitters and resistors are whiners, moaners, complainers. They live in drama. They're addicted to drama. How do you pull away from that addiction to the drama and addiction to people that live immoral lives, if you will, or lives of just negativity? How do you pull from that and just hang towards the the energetic people. It's funny you talked about Monica because Monica, before she started working for us, she said the same thing to us. She said, how could anybody be this happy? (laughs) And it drove her crazy. And she was like, i would got to go see it for myself before she took the job, if this was real.
1: To be honest with you, I didn't pull away from uh, people that had a negative energy. What I did was I poured positivity into them.
0: How do you do that? How do you just pour? Because if you're so negative yourself.
1: Yeah, just like when when I walked in, I was in a negative place, but Monica was happy, right? So she kind of saw I was a resistor, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know about this. Y'all do happy for me. And she just kept being bubbly. So um, my goal when I do come around somebody that's in a crisis is to really pour more love into them, show Mm -hmm. them that the love of God, love that I have for them— And my positive attitude, you can have the same joy that I have. I don't necessarily have to leave you, um, but I am going to, I'm not going to mope and cry with you. I'm not going to tell you, oh, it's okay for you to be, you know, a Debbie Downer. Like, no, come on, let's go to the gym. So don't join in, but
0: but start to be that positive influence. influence. That exactly. you can be around them, and right. so, but talk to that person that's just so stuck, and they don't know how to be a positive influence. What could they do besides being around energetic people to help them get into that positive place? What well, else? What, what I what did, did you do? personally? Mm-hmm. I read books. <laughs> okay, so read educate books. yourself.
1: Okay. Read books. Mm-hmm. Um, I have- what kind of books?
0: Any what book you that you
1: possibly need. If you need to learn how to cook, read a cookbook. Yeah. If you need learn, if you need to learn how to be happy, read a book on how to be happy. If you need to learn how to be a better wife, a respectful wife, a loving wife, read a book about that. It, yeah. Barnes & Noble has a ton of books. Yeah. So even with my son, when he was doing potty train, I told him, Listen, you are my first son. I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't know how to get you yeah. off the, the um, diaper to the toilet. Uh-huh. So let's go to get a potty train book so he's been going to Barnes and Noble since he was two years old trying to find a book on how to potty train so even with the death of my son I read books I read books of how women got over um, being depressed over losing a baby and it
0: it helped me so So whatever you're struggling with google it and you'll find a book
1: You gave me that advice <laughs> And years guess ago. what? There's
0: Audible, too. So if you don't read, you can listen to Audible, books on Audible, Definitely. which I think is powerful, for sure. Okay, so you, you hit on something. I, I want to go back to this. How many years have you been married? Um, I've been married since 2006. I just actually heard the author of the book, A Love and Respect, because it just hit home with me. My husband and I have been married 33 years. And I didn't realize that I wasn't giving him – the respect that he truly deserved. And and it's actually been taking our marriage to another level, which has been awesome. But when this author spoke about that, he basically said that women and men need something different in their marriage and their relationships. Mm -hmm. Women need love. They need love. And men need to be respect. And I kept giving my husband love because that's what I need. So I kept giving him love, love, love. But really what a man needs is respect. So talk about that because you said you wanted to read about being a respectful wife. So I'm assuming you learned something about it. How do you uh, show respect to your spouse? And how important is that to you and to your husband? Oh, it's so important.
1: Man, if my husband was here, he'll tell you everything. (laughs) He, yes. You know, even with the children, I tell them, make sure you say yes sir. You know, be yes. very respectful if your father is speaking. Just sh- sh- don't yeah. say anything. Uh-huh. So, my respect to my husband is I don't talk back. I just shut it. You don't talk back. I do not talk wow. back. I just,
0: you know. I and so, so need to learn that. Close your mouth. <laughs> just close your mouth. I Eat love it. The piece. Yes. And how do you do that? Like what do you do specifically to make that happen? Cuz oh, it's hard for gosh. me to shut my mouth, you know. You and know someone's what I listening do? to this right now too and they not All right, I'm going to be very transparent. Okay, good.
1: I just speak everything Untold I need to say in my brain. I don't actually say okay. it. So, he'll say something, and I'll say it speak in it my in brain. Your brain. Okay. So he don't hear it. Right. So if he
0: says something all I'm those like, swear words are in your brain. <laughs> Closing my mouth really tight, like Lord. Just close it tight.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing.
0: Okay, gotcha. I'm just be quiet. Okay, so that's just the best be quiet. way. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: and even with my children, I tell them when your father's speaking, just listen. Yeah, just listen,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and be respectful. Yeah, don't, don't talk back. Don't
0: get loud. Yeah,
1: just shh. It's so I powerful. say this a lot in my house. I say, yes. shh.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> Okay, hey, it's powerful. But And how many years have you been married now? Thirteen. Thirteen years. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. And because here's the deal, 50% of marriages end up in divorce. And it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or a non-Christian, like it just ends up in divorce. And, and the more I think about it, I think the more of it has to relate with not loving your spouse the way that they're intended, yeah. that God intended for them to be loved, you know, love and respect. It's, I think it's just based on your response. Watch mm-hmm. what you say to your
1: husband. For me, yeah. I had to learn that because in early on in our marriage, I was very um, vocal. And if, if I had something to say, I was going to say it. I didn't care how you felt about it. But it didn't do anything but um, cause more harm. Yes. So it's it's ways of saying things that I need to tell him in a respectful way. Yeah. So most of the time when I speak to my husband, if it's something that's bothering me, I'll take him like on a vacation or we'll go somewhere where it's quiet, it's just me and him and then I'll just tell him like, Hey, you know, what happened yesterday, I didn't feel good about mm-hmm. it, or or I'll text message him along writing him a letter or something so he can really read and understand my point of Process. view. Where he, yeah. Yes. So he can't he can't respond to me if he's
0: reading a letter yes away from me oh that's powerful yeah (laughs) write a letter exactly or a text yeah Yeah. i've done that with my husband as well too and it is very powerful because Men, I think, in particular, and I, women, too, um, need to process things first, you know, before they can actually sit and down and respond. you can't cut me off if it's a, a letter. Mm-hmm. So yes. if I'm trying
1: to explain something to you and you cutting me off, then yeah. it's just going to cause friction. I'm like, why well, are you cutting me off? Wow. I'm not finished talking to you. Yes. So it's better just to, like, text it out, write it out. This is what I feel. I really need you to read this. And listen to where I'm coming from. It's coming from a good place for my heart, but I need you to understand. I need this from you. I need you to listen to me. If you're writing it, he's going to read it.
0: Yeah, So that's powerful. You know, the reason why I'm talking about this right now is because I believe my husband and I are working on a marriage book right now, by the way, called Be Married, and uh, I believe that leadership starts at home, and yeah. I've been reading more and more scientific proof actually that married couples actually do better financially and they actually make more money Uh and they actually do better in the world because they're married. And, and I believe because it's that leadership starts at home. So you get it right at home, you're Uh going to be able to get it right at work. So let's, I want to go back, like what, what caused you to be passionate like what's that untold story of leadership transformation so we we went to your crises but what happened when you were a little girl like did, were, is this just how you grew up this energetic oh, no. full of life like where did this come from because not well, a lot of people are born with the passion and energy that you have yeah yeah i get You're that like a i lot. don't know i was just no. born this way Yeah, i was born this way it comes naturally
1: no, my father actually—he was a pastor of a church, so okay. I am a preacher's daughter. Yes, and he prayed over us, and he mm-hmm. always told us, "Anything is possible through Christ Jesus that strengthens mm-hmm. us." And I—I I believe that. And with you every, believed him.
0: Talk talk uh, to the citizen. PK kid. We call it pastors' kids because mm-hmm. I know several of them that that didn't do as well as you. Uh, talk talk to the kids where where even their parents go to church, but they're like, "I don't." believe that what they're talking about like why did you believe in why should they um
1: for me god has brought me through so much where i know it doesn't matter what i go through he's gonna be there for me so mm-hmm. i just, so you feel just like always just
0: believe that. i just believe yeah. it yeah what happens to the person that's like man i just don't believe that way i just don't talk to them you have to find a book Yes, you have Go to back find to the a book.
1: Yes, that's going to give you hope. That's going to mm-hmm. inspire you. That's going to influence you. That's going to lift you up. That's going to mm-hmm. pick you up. Um, I have many friends that have different religion beliefs. Yeah, so I believe God is God, no matter mm-hmm. however you call him, he's God and he's there. It's always a bigger source that's over us that's going to fill us with what we need. But you have to seek it. You have to look for it. And you have to find it through books, research, whatever it is. You have to look for it. Yeah. When I was going through that crisis, um, I, I looked for help.
0: Mm-hmm. And I wasn't
1: afraid to ask for help. If I needed ask prayer, help. I would go and say, please pray for me. If I needed help, I would say,
0: please help
1: me. Mm. You know.
0: Yeah. I call whoever I need for I help, I'm calling you. Oh, yeah, you were relentless on <laughs> calling me, and, and I love it. And the reason why I, I loved when you asked for help is because you actually followed through. Oh, yeah. And because I'll tell you, there's so many people that want me to mentor them, but they don't follow through. And oh, so I have that too. And so I'm just totally done. <laughs> I'm totally done. Yeah, so talk to that person that asks for help but doesn't follow through. Like, how could they follow through? They have to get
1: to work. You have to get get to to work. work. How do you
0: get to work?
1: Whatever it is you're asking help for and someone helps you, you have to actually utilize that help. Like, actually take it Mm -hmm. and use it. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. Literally. And then that person is not going to be there for you to help you again. It's like, no, last time I helped you, you didn't do anything with it. So. Because you Why really break I you that again?
0: trust with that mentor. And, and so like, maybe it's your boss, you break that trust. Because once you break, break trust, it's like toothpaste. Once it comes out, you can't put it back in uh-uh. to that toothpaste. And so it's, it's really rough. And, and what we try to say to our team is grow or go. Because if exactly. you're not consistently growing, it's time for you to go. Because it's so much energy that's away from us. Like think of it just like – like, think of a battery, like the energy just sucked from the battery oh, yeah. every time you're using it, right? And so we're kind of like those <laughs> those uh, human batteries, right? And so when I get around someone that's toxic in that way, that's not growing, then it just takes away from my battery. Oh, yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. and it's it's not good for a business, it's not good for a family, it's not good for a person. But just you just, grow just said go. it, you just said it, you have to be consistent, yeah. So
1: when I get help from my mentors and my coaches, I follow mm-hmm. through, and, and I'm, a, you did. I'm a keep, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay consistent. Mm-hmm. with what I've asked you for, and I'm going to make sure with whatever information you gave me, I'm going to use it yeah. consistently. I'm not going to de- mm-hmm. use it today and then throw it in my back pocket. It's going to stay in my front pocket, in my
0: hand, right, face, and center, and I'm going to use it every day. Yes. Okay, so here's what I, I heard from you. So number one, to be passionate like Lydia. Uh, number one is don't quit. Number two is ask for help. Is there anything else you can add on how to be passionate love what you do how do you love what you do how do you how do you lean into those strengths like how did you figure out to get to that step because i'm coaching a woman actually right now she left Um, employment she's not in the hair industry and she left employment at a big corporation and she's just lost you know she's Uh 50 Uh years old and she's just lost so help help her and many others that are just like you know what I'm just it's a nine-to-five job I'm just grinding I don't really love what I do I'm just making money talk to that person go back to you know when you was young you know when we're younger we we don't
1: have any cares we don't have any stress on us Um, Mm -hmm. the way I ended up coming back to beauty school was I went back to what I love to do. I love being pretty. I love making others feel pretty. And I've always, I have five sisters. So, um, you know, I was always the one to let me fix your hair or let me fix you. I just always want to fix you up. Yeah. So I just went back to that. When my husband brought it to my attention to go to Palm Mitchell, I was like, I can do that because I've always loved to make someone feel beautiful. Um, and same with me, I needed to feel beautiful because I was going through that crisis out. I, I wanted to really come here to make me feel beautiful. Yeah. So it was a more personal, um, career choice. Yeah. It was more personal. Like I need to make me feel beautiful and then I can help make others feel beautiful. But it's so rewarding. Um, when I have a guest sitting in my chair, because I do hair extensions, I have many guests that struggle with, uh, their health. They take medicine and they lose their hair. Right. Um, so it's, we have a lot of guests that have challenges with losing their hair. And, and the fact that I can put it all back together and make them feel young again, beautiful again, healthy again, um, is rewarding for me.
0: Yeah. It what's, really is. What's one of the greatest stories that you want to share of a client that you transformed their life? Like, Is there anything oh, wow. that you can recall right now that you want to share? Yeah, I have one
1: guest. She actually uh, she flew to Miami. She was actually living in uh, Columbia. She still is in Columbia. And her sister, I did her hair extensions just for volume. So her sister has beautiful hair, but she wanted it fuller. So she came to me and she told me the story about her sister, how she went through cancer, she lost all her hair, and she needed a, uh, a wig or a, hair, uh, a hairpiece to cover her, her baldness. And I said, yeah, you know, I'll make her a custom wig just for her. Um, Have her come in so I can do a consultation. I need to talk to her and see what it is that she wants. And I did this beautiful hair piece for her, and she was so happy. You can see her soul just Mm. lit up after having her hair done. And we cried the whole time. We laughed. Mm -hmm. We went through every emotion with recreating her. And I know all too well of recreating yourself after a crisis. So I connect with all of my guests and my future professionals and um, being transparent too. Like I, when I have a guest, I tell mm-hmm. her. I'll hold their hand and say, you mm-hmm. know, I'm here with you and you're not the only person that's going through this,
0: but you will get through it. Yeah, I, I, I hear you saying compassionate. You're super compassionate with your guests. And how do you stay in that realm? How do you not get... Caught up in the day to day lifestyle of a hairdresser, of just the grinding, and how do you stay in that moment with your guests of their life? What do you do specifically?
1: Wow. Well, my guests—they they've been around since I've been in Miami, roughly, you know, ten years. So um, you build those relationships. I don't get too comfortable. Like with my guests, I still do a consultation with them. I ask them, "What are we doing today? Are we doing something different?" I tease them. You know, if they Mm. have dark hair, I'm like, "Are we going blonde today?" They're like, "What? No, you've been doing my hair for six years. You know what I want." I'm like,
0: "I don't know. Maybe you you want to change. I don't know." So I keep that conversation um, fresh. Oh, keep the conversation fresh. I love that. What are we doing today? Are we doing something different? Yeah, let's been, change it. It's been years since I've actually had hairdressers say that to me, you know, because I'll, I'll travel out to every kinds of different um, hairdressers all over the country just to kind of try on different salons because I'm yeah. always doing my own little mini research. <laughs> and you never, ever have anybody ask that question at all, you know. Oh, I have my guess. I have just one. Mm-hmm. She um, just turned 50. So her
1: hair was long, and she has um, extra curly hair, natural, Yeah. and sometimes we'll smooth iron it. We'll put a PM shine and make it glossy, but she always keep it either uh, curly or smooth. So for her 50th birthday, she was like, what do you think about cutting my hair off? I'm like, I think we should do it. Yeah. (laughs) like, let's do it. You want to do it? it, Let's do it. We're going to do do it. it. (laughs) So we did the big chop, and then the next day, she's like, why did you listen to me? I'm like, girl, it's just hair. You want to color it now that it's short? Let's go blonde. So then we changed it and went blonde. Nice. So we just kept changing and changing. I'm like, if you don't like it, we can put the extensions on. You have long hair again. It's just hair. So, and I said, the good thing is, you was brave enough to do it. Mm -hmm. And you know whatever you want. I'm the genie. Your wish is my command. Ah, she's the
0: genie?
1: (laughs) If you want it (laughs) long.
0: Put it back long. No problem. That's right. With (laughs) extensions. I love it. Okay, so here's what I heard, too. Be passionate like Lydia. If you want to be like Lydia, um, don't quit. Keep going. Number two, ask for help. Number three, say yes for mentor and be mentored, right? Mm -hmm. Number five, love what you do. And I love that you mentioned that because going back to when you were young, like what did you want to do? Let's say junior high. What did you want to do? And and it's crazy because I ended up being a dental hygienist for 14 years but the funny thing was I didn't want to be in dentistry right but when I look back I wanted to be a teacher Uh and that's basically what I'm doing now and so it's so crazy how I ended up getting into the field but I had to breathe the life in me of my husband too because he saw something in me that mm-hmm. I didn't see in myself. So listen to your spouses. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> listen to your spouses, listen to your family members, because they know you better probably than you know yourself. And then the last one was staying compassionate, not getting too comfortable Mm-mm. with your guests and asking fresh questions. And I think that's super, super powerful. Um, is there anything else that you want to add Last for our last step of being uh, being like Lydia, that you can think of, be passionate like Lydia.
1: Um, you can always change. Some people are afraid mm. of change. Okay. Um, I know. Change. The, I know the power of being the same. It is important, but sometimes you do need to change. Maybe it's yes. your circle of influence. Maybe it's your environment. Maybe it's your career choice. Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid to change. Sometimes um, that little change that you make, even if it's a ten percent shift mm-hmm. of change, um, it could open up so many more opportunities, so many more doors for you. So um, change is good.
0: Change is good. I love that. In fact, um, it's funny, we were just listening to Luke Jacob Ellis, who's the president of the John, John Paul Mitchell Systems, and he basically said that you have to adapt. You have to adapt. And he said there's three words that you have to know as a business owner, as a leader. Adapt, adapt, adapt. Mm -hmm. Constantly changing. And then I was just listening to Dave Ramsey because I take his Entre Leadership course. And he'll stand up on stage. He's super funny. If you haven't heard him, uh, he'll stand up on stage and he'll just be like, okay, so you're an angry person. You need to grow. He says change. And he he claps his hand. Just change. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just change. That's it. And so whatever you have to do to change, change, like lean into that, get coached, right? Have a coach that's going to help you through that process that will actually be honest with you and tell you what you need to grow. Mm-hmm. Ask for areas that you need to grow. And that's something that I love about you, Lydia, because you would say, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? <laughs> and and you would listen. And I, would, I wouldn't I would tell you all the great stuff, all the flowery stuff. Oh, I would no. Say, no, like I'm always honest with you. And you know you, you can come to me. And I'm going to give it to you straight. Yes. Right? I and there's very about few you. coaches about, about that. So find that type of coach that will speak truth over you and change, like yeah. you said. I think that's been, that you could have ended that better, Lydia, to be more like you. And what's next for you in your career? What, what's your big vision picture? Oh, I have? love you asking me that. So I am starting a
1: program. Um, it's called Excel Pro Club, and it's for my, uh, my future professionals and the professionals that I'm mentoring. Um, it's going to help them build their business. So it's, it's helping them with um, just digital marketing. If you need to know how to create ads for social media, if you want to create videos on how to promote your business, to sell your products, or you can sell my products too. You can get some money mm-hmm. if you sell mine. So I'm creating a system that Smart. is going to be put in place for you to answer any questions you may have with uh, social media and how to market yourself yes. and how to build your own business and how mm-hmm. to... Grow your own business. One thing I learned so much about um, business with the Palm Mitchell Schools is that Palm Mitchell, the brand itself, is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if I can get my brand anywhere near or close to Palm Mitchell, then oh Lord, I'll be so happy. So having <laughs> Palm Mitchell as mm-hmm. just a, a motivation for me yeah. to create and brand myself, brand my uh, my talent, my skills, my product, my services, my classes. Um, and just be consistent with that, um, then yeah. I know that I'll continue to grow. So we, I do want to help my the people that ask me, how did you do it, and, and how can I become my own business, uh, have my own business, or be my own boss? I want to help them grow their, their themselves. Yeah. Just like Paul Mitchell grew this mm-hmm. beautiful company, I have a whole system in place for schools, salons, products, wow. services, classes, Um, So I'm not recreating the wheel. I'm just following what my education taught me, and I want to share that. I'm going to send
0: all kinds of people to you because I have so many uh, brand-new students in our school that want to do exactly what you want to do, and I always tell them about you. So tell them how they can get a hold of you to start this mentoring program. For sure. You can uh, definitely call me. My number is uh, 305
1: 497 one, 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 three. This is for serious people yeah. that need help that's yeah. going to be consistent. Okay. So yes. is that the best way to get a hold of you? Any other way? Do you mm-hmm. have a website? I do have a website. Okay. It's www.expressextensionkids.com.
0: Great. Lydia, you are one amazing woman. (laughs) You are. I can't believe I'm sitting here right now. (laughs) I am just so proud of you, of everything that you have accomplished and just who you are. So keep on going, girl. I'm not surprised um, this XL Pro Club that you have because you're always thinking how – because I believe (laughs) that leaders – see more and you're always seeing more and more before and that's so cool about you and and that's you can learn so much from you You as a leader you should always be thinking what's next oh yeah what's next because that keeps the passion going too it does yes what's next so thank you Lydia I love you so much thanks for listening and don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.